Welcome back to another rendition of Floral Foolishness. Man, he didn't even let me get it out this time. That's how on island time he's ready. We're all ready to go and welcome back. Welcome back on Floral Foolishness Sports. We will debate current topics inside and outside of sport and society. Yada, yada, yada. Hopefully it's not your first time, but obviously we are rocking the crunchy crunchy island wear um so yeah i'm mark siegel i mean stotesy and with me as always is dragon wrangler uh jeremy phelps and i think he froze actually you froze on my end so uh (sighs) figure your life out i know i was very offended oh my god i'm being told that i can still hear you though which is pretty cool so that's great i'm i was just told that my internet is unstable so here we go we're back to that joke again yeah yep every week week in and week out yeah i just need to get my internet into some therapy but i was just saying that i'm mark siegel i mean stotesy and uh you know you're here and so we're gonna do mm-hmm. our opening statements right now so jay what's on your mind so um you know I took my team down to florida this weekend and had to drive a van so there was uh five hours both ways with majority of my freshmen um and they like to listen to the hippity hop music which is fine um I feel like hippity hop's gotten worse over the years. I feel like back when we were growing up, it was better. Now I'm going off on tangent as an old man here, but not where I'm going with this. So, um, you know, they listen to a lot of new rappers who I've never heard of and don't particularly care for. Um, But one especially jumped out to me, a a young African-American man by the name of Nardo Wick. um, Listening to his music uh, or his uh, rap poetry, as you could refer to it as, um there's a lot of fiscal irresponsibility um a lot of disrespect towards females um a lot of uh, a lot of crime and uh violence portrayed and all i can think the whole time listening to all these songs from this young man who fun facts his actual uh government name is horace bernard walls the third fucking clarence's parents have a real good marriage there um but <laughs> all i can think of this whole time is man I feel like this young man just needs a hug. I feel like if growing up, somebody had said, hey, I value you. You're worth something. And they just given him a hug. He wouldn't be talking about um, violence in the streets and um, sexual abuse towards ladies these days. And so where I'm going with this is if you go out on the streets today on Super Bowl Sunday and you're walking down the road and there's just a young African-American child by himself, just go hug him and tell him he's valuable. Yeah, that won't get you arrested whatsoever, will it? Hey, well, that's why they have disrespect for the police, because every time someone tries to step in and fucking solve this problem, it's a cycle. It's a cycle, because then that African-American child is going to have hatred towards the police, which is probably justified in that scenario. All I'm saying is go hug a, a young potential Nardo Wick and tell him, hey, sir, you can remain Horace the Third. You don't need to become Nardo. You have a life ahead of you. Well, you never know. I mean, hey, so here's so you're like, man. I need to hear more of this Nardo Wick guy. Um, yeah. He has such songs as Who Wants Smoke? Question, yep. question mark. Um, <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm trying to read it as it's <laughs> uh, spelled out here. Uh, me or some. Uh, baby, why? What? Okay, now we're going on. Uh, Pop Out, Hot Boy, Wicked Witch, All Right, Wicked Freestyle, Demon Mode, G Nikes instead of f nikes yep <laughs> i prefer a nikes actually uh lovey dovey undertaker 
<laughs> rich maniac uh excuse my, my favorite one personally <laughs> rich maniac no sh- oh oh yeah that one's a good one um excuse my french crazy crazy with k's so it's like one k away <laughs> from racism there uh, uh burning up plenty blam boom <laughs> she says poetry's dead burning up plenty oh wait we're going backwards play with me wickman riot popping out fan hose <laughs> we're gonna just click on that one and see what happens uh fan i want to see the lyrics i think your computer just got infected by doing that i probably did even though it's just a google page nardo what's her name didn't you hit her i don't be knowing their names i go by <laughs> pictures parentheses i go by pictures she crying because i played her go buy tissues go buy tissues yeah. we need to start every episode moving forward that you're just speaking some rap here because that was fucking glorious it's all about delivery folks uh, especially from a middle-aged white dude <laughs> just... she got pictures pictures yeah all right um and just to to end this one uh Got her out of Carolina. Whip turned her crazy. So there we go. <laughs> I think that's how we're going to end that little shebang. So thanks for that. Thanks to the Utes of uh, your college across team who won 22 to 6 yesterday. A right stomping. So that's good. Good way to put it. Good way to put it. Yeah, man. All right. So what's up my mind today? So. As Jay mentioned, we're recording on su- the Superb Owl Sunday. Um, so if you're going out, well, by the time this launches, it, it'll be like a couple days ago, and you're going to be like, oh, remember you do that. But uh, anyways, I'm reminded of traditions and how a lot of traditions are started as something else and eventually turn into, well, dumb traditions. Or like there's really dumb origins to the start of traditions and heard one story this week uh, that really exemplifies that. And uh, it's has to do with the army. So like uh, there's this one uh, like uh, group of army folks who after they go for a promotion, um, the last thing that they have to do, they have to stand guard at this like bench in the middle of this park for like eight hours. And it's just, open park and just this bench there so there's one guy he tries to find out well why why are we just standing near a fucking park bench for eight hours makes no sense so he goes back to some guys who were serving like in the 90s and they were like well you know it's just what we did and here's the person who put me through that so on and so forth the thing kind of rotates and finally gets to where it originated and was this commander uh back in world war ii and so the guy and the dude's like, you know, 100 years old at this point. And so the guy calls him up. He's like, yeah, thanks for being part of the greatest generation kicking Hitler's ass. Um, just got to ask about the park bench. You know, like we still guard the park bench today and we're just wondering what started this tradition. And uh, the guy says, holy shit, the paint's still not dry. <laughs> so, you know, some of the traditions that we have, um, they, they start yep. off as something very silly in the grand ether of things this is true 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, tradition-wise, I think the Puppy Bowl is a stupid fucking tradition that exists. And needs whoa, to whoa, away. whoa. That is a multimedia experience, sir. <laughs> sure. We'll go with that. <laughs> I think... Um, I think the tradition that you can't play vulgar music uh, in like a warm up of a sporting event is stupid and needs to go away because everybody now has heard potty words. Um, going along the hip hop thing for a minute to your point about traditions here. So, like, we're at a neutral site yesterday. So, we put a couple of our injured guys in charge of like everything. They were doing like scoreboard, like soundtrack, all that. Right. I'm sitting next to my boss, and the first song they put on there. This is another, I guess, this is a young lady who raps now. Um, I don't know her name, but uh, this song comes on and it goes, you think you're the shit, bitch? You ain't even the fart. And my boss turns to me and he's like, I told him not to fucking swear. Three of the first fucking 10 words were fucking curse words. <laughs> all, I'm, all I'm saying with this is like, I think we've gotten to a point now where people have heard potty words. You're going to hear it there, like, to and from the stadium. So this whole, we need a clean warm-up mix. Let's just get rid of that at this point. And you want to go to, like... I don't know. I'm in Charlotte. You want to go to a Hornets game and, you know, these NBA players want to hear some Nardo Wick? Let them play some Nardo Wick. I wouldn't particularly care for it, but if that's what they enjoy, people can hear it. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to hear more parentheses music. It's going to be great. It's going to yeah. be great. Just like today's show again. So it is Superb Al Sunday. So, you know, welcome. Hope uh, whoever your team was one i guess i don't know unless it's the you know oh, Chiefs. if there's a team you hate they lost i think yeah. it's just as valid here yeah yeah uh, so with that uh it's time jump the gun there uh but yeah, in wrong, honor wrong segment <laughs> it really is it really is but in honor of uh you know that idea of the Giuseppe that we'll get to a little bit later we're, we're gonna do a super bowl repeat so um i have a shiny coin might know it as a penny. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh. make it drizzle. Um, so what big we're big banks right there. Yeah. So what we're um, what we're gonna do today is uh, we're gonna like predict um, what e- each team does by flipping this here coin. So I'm gonna flip it. If uh, it lands on heads, then I guess Jay, you could start us off with this. Then you have to tell us. Uh, what happens um, or what uh, this team could have done differently to win the game today, assuming that whatever it lands on wins. Okay. So like if I flip it in its heads, then it assumes the chiefs lose and you would have to tell us how to fix that. If it's tails, then we assume the 49ers lose and how it could flip uh, fix that. So yeah, I dig it. If it doesn't make sense, don't worry. It doesn't make sense to us either. So there we go. So we have a heads for you. So, Jeremy, tell us, uh, so the Chiefs end up losing today, so I guess go ahead and give us that score and uh, how they could have turned things around to win it. Uh, so that score, 937 to 2. Oh, the super um, fans are in the house. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, no, if the Chiefs lose this game today, realistically, it's because it's a defensive battle uh, where the receivers can't catch the football. Um, they can't run the football and Mahomes looks incredibly average. Uh, I would say that means it's going to be a defensive struggle. So realistically, probably like 24, 17, 24 or 14, if they lose this game, if it becomes a shootout, they win it. Um, 
So how do the Chiefs fix this? Well, for one, um, they have to establish a run game early and often. I, again, don't think that their receivers are anything uh, worth talking about. I know people are talking about Rasheen Rice had a couple of good games. Yeah, he still fucking sucks. Um, I think uh, defensively they have to make a stand early. I think if they can stop CMC in the run game, it's going to be pretty big for them. I think that's going to be a tall task. Um, but realistically, how do they win this game? Uh, it's a three-tiered approach. Tier number one, okay, is gets to halftime and it's a close game and everybody's like, oh, Usher's going out there, whatever, it's fine. And then you hear, da, 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 da. and then somebody starts shaking it off. Next thing you know, Taylor Swift's on the stage and the fucking boys go wild. They go out there and rally in the second half. They're like, let's fucking go, boy. And then they fucking throw down. Travis Kelsey has nine touchdowns. They win this game. That's tier approach number one. Tier approach number two. You just pissed off um, all of our viewership audience with that. That Taylor Swift is like the rallying cry. I agree with you, but probably made him angry. (laughs) If any of our audience is Chiefs fans, they don't need to be our audience anymore. Go find another podcast. Go listen to Foxborough Beat or any other (laughs) podcast ever. Um, All right. So I was going to say, we've been hating the Chiefs for a long time, baby. This ain't new. Don't worry. My next two approaches also hate the Chiefs. Tier approach number two. All right. Patrick Mahomes' wife has done literally nothing in her life worth talking about um, or actually had to work for anything in her life. Uh, She just now was named uh, the newest Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, which going on a tangent here, I have a lot of issues with. Number one, why the Sports Illustrated swimsuit model issue still exists, I don't understand. Like, who's reading that? Like, eight-year-olds that don't have access to the internet and have, like, an adult passcode on their phone? Like, who the hell is going out there and buying the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue to begin with? But, apparently, fucking Brittany Mahomes, who's one of the worst human beings on this planet, uh, is going to be in it this year because... I don't know. One dude was like, hey, I want to see that. And the other 9,000 people that used to work for Sports Illustrated were like, no, bro. But then the AIs fired them. They're like, you know what? Let's let this fucker burn. Go ahead. Put her in it. Let's let this thing burn to the fucking ground. I was going to say, isn't like the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition now just AI renderings of real people? Like, Couldn't even tell that makes sense. It probably renders them onto a beach somewhere. They're like, yeah, no, we're actually, here's your plane ticket. And they're like, why is this not Tahiti? And they're like, oh, because we're flying you to uh, New Jersey. That's the warehouse you're going to be doing the shooting on the green screen. Um, <laughs> Bulletproof vest not included. You got to buy yeah. that shit yourself. Yep. All right. But so tier number two, so that just happened, right? So now Brittany's like, oh, I got to show my swimsuit to the world, right? So... Uh, she goes out there in the first half, just rocking just a swimsuit, nothing else. And all the Niners players are so disgusted by it that they walk off the field in protest. Chiefs win by forfeit. Uh, tier number three to this plan is the most complex, but definitely the best of all. Uh, while the game's going on, Andy Reid leaves the sidelines to go break Chief Aholic out of jail. When he does... He breaks in. Chief Aholic gets out. He brings him back for the second half. Very, very uh, Falcons and uh, Patch from a couple years ago, right? 28-3. 
It's 28-3 going into the fourth quarter. Chief Aholic shows up on the sidelines, rallies his boys. 29-28 victory for the Chiefs. Game blouses. Somehow, Chief Aholic always makes an appearance, even though he's in prison. How long did he get yeah. again? Uh, this actually the trial hasn't happened yet. I watched that documentary the other day. <laughs> um, the whole thing's fucking crazy, too. By the way, he apparently. So I didn't realize this. Have you watched it yet? No. He didn't just rob that one credit. He robbed like twenty banks. He robbed yeah. twenty fucking he, banks. Holy he robbed God. like tw- somewhere between like fifteen and twenty-five. I don't think they know the exact number, but like, yeah, we think he robbed like twenty banks. Um, he'd always go in and like a basically like a ski mask and like had a gun and. Apparently the gun wasn't even real. Um, it was like a play gun. But anyway, so yeah, he basically robbed like 15, 20 banks. And uh it was crazy because the whole thing was about how like he has like this luxurious lifestyle and everybody and like huge gambler, huge better would place like a hundred thousand dollar bets on the Chiefs, and people were like, How does he have the time to go to every single game and have the money? Well, it turns out when you rob banks and get away with it, it's pretty easy to have the time and money to be a Chiefs super fan. Damn, damn. Yeah, yeah, that would uh, kind of fun that lifestyle a bit. Yeah, Jesus. just there. Jesus Christ. All right, so that is how the Chiefs could have won today. So let's see what we got here. And damn, got heads again. I'm not going to build on that. Okay. Why don't you just take the Niners? Yeah, I could have really lied about that, huh? I mean, Scales I just now. flipping the coin that, well, yeah, there we go. Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, no, I meant it for both of us, but I think it'd be a lot more Damn, fun. Why aren't we editing this out? Son of a bitch. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm not doing that. All right. So um, for the for the Niners. OK, so here's here's what goes on. Uh, they end up today realistically losing it excuse me, more of an in a shootout fashion because I, I think that the stickums are going to be out for the Chiefs. So I think they lose it like 35 to 27 or something like that. But it's not as close as that. It It's one of those like last minute kind of bullshit type of situation. Sort of pseudo comeback, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's fun for 20 seconds. And yeah, and then Brittany Holmes is overbite is all that people are just seeing on the television. It's just like... The top half of a fucking alligator just as she hugs Swift, just it's like the uh, it's like the alien mouth coming out of the alien, <laughs> but it's just an overbite, <laughs> it's just the top one. We really don't like this person, folks. Hey there, I'm over your shoulder now, Taylor. Why don't you try shaking me off? You can't, I'm just right here, overbite now. You want to see my red bikini? No, neither does the rest of the world. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't even want to try and do that voice with an overbite. But, uh, okay, so all that happens and we're all miserable. And then all of the fucking conspiracy, which let's talk about the conspiracy theories out there. Jesus in the NFL are trying to make it to our house win. I mean, that's how you well, sound to everybody. To be fair, the NFL fucking robbing teams playing the Chiefs of victories is not a conspiracy theory. That's happened four years in a row now. Now that has, but some of the other ones that are out there that, yeah, like the whole schedule was rigged. It, yeah. yeah. Like, get out of here the with schedule's that. already been leaked. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah dumb as hell like go please find anything else to do with your life like go, rob bangs like chief's a holic yeah go find bigfoot yeah be yeah. more productive use your time who i also believe is just a naturally blurry creature but that's a different story for a different day <laughs> um so yeah the the well, niners are naked they're they're trying to blur him out he's naked bro yeah <laughs> life itself is just trying to yeah that makes sense all right so the niners all right, so and why it gets to that situation today, I would say it's a long season. Someone goes down with kind of a game-ending injury, nothing that bad, um, either McCaffrey or Debo. Hoping not for Debo, but you never know. It's a long season, man. So yep. um, so the way that it gets reversed instead, I just got the one tier. Um, and it's single-tier marketing plan, yep. Yep. I can't bring other people in and screw them out of millions of dollars in a pyramid scheme. I mean, multi-level marketing scheme. Inverted, uh, inverted cylinder. Invert. Yep. That's right. <laughs> inverted, so I'm going to invert this cylinder. Mm-hmm. Good plan. It's a good. There plan. we go. There we go. So, um, for how they actually end up winning, um, Brock Purdy, he gets him. He goes into the locker room at halftime in this theoretical world where the 49ers could come back and win. And he's Brock Purdy. So, um, you know, out in Illinois, he sees shit or wherever the fuck you. It was Illinois, right? Where is he from? College. Brock Purdy, yeah. Iowa State. Iowa State. Okay. It'll, yeah. Okay. Still in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, so, arguably more so nowhere than Illinois. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, all this attention, all this hype kind of gets to your head right and so he goes in during halftime at the super bowl and all he hears usher 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 and then it just it <laughs> <Yeah>. triggers <laughs> it triggers something in him and he's just sitting there and he looks up and he sees this creature drawn who comes up to him and says yeah what's up doc Brittany mahomes unfortunately yes but he's stripping <laughs> out and thinks it's bugs bunny for some Not reason. Fair. Yeah. <clears throat> and so um Bugs gives him a rousing halftime speech and then tells him, Look, guys, I know how Michael Jordan got his special stuff. And he gives him the water bottle with it marked on there, Michael Jordan's special drink or whatever. And it's like five A's. <laughs> and uh really it's just a four loco, but that's it's all moonshine. <laughs> it's it's a half and a half of four loco and moonshine which is what brock purdy needs all right very much like brondo the thirst mutilator um <laughs> it's his version all right it's just a drunk or drano um the brock purdy and eater it's what plants crave and so Hello. he goes he goes out there and just he just becomes man he just becomes the next thing. He goes from a game handling quarterback to top five quarterback. All the ushers in the background, like, yay, huh? Or how even though he arguably it. should have won the MVP over Lamar this year, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I, I still don't think he's I, I think he's lucky. I really do think he's lucky. Statistically, if you take out Lamar's running, Brock Purdy had better stats. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, so that's how they end up winning. And um, 
Yeah, uh, Gronk comes yeah. up to try and congratulate him, and uh, Purdy out Gronk spikes Gronk, and, <laughs> and that's how it ends. Like the whole, just Las Vegas just implodes on itself, and that's how 49ers, even though they it's lose amazing. in reality, win in our reality. It's amazing. Um, man, I would have gone a very different route with that. How Can are I get you my gonna... Niners one real quick? Uh, uh, <laughs> you're Jones, and go for it. Mine's two tiered, not three tiered like the Chiefs, two tiered. Option number one is, uh, do you remember back in like, I think like 2000, 2001, the last time Nebraska had a Heisman quarterback, like a quarterback win the Heisman, Eric Crouch. Mm -hmm. So he wins the Heisman and then he gets drafted in like the fifth round by the Rams and make him a wide receiver and he never catches a pass ever. Well, similarly, we're going to do that, except now we have a deeper connection. Chuba Purdy. Come on up, motherfucker. I don't even think you're draft eligible, but you're getting signed pregame to run receiver. Brock, your brother, because you can't throw a fucking football, but maybe you can catch it, even though you're not a mobile quarterback. Guess what? Brock's got a new option. Chuba Purdy, 275 receiving yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. All right, what's the second, no. second tier? No. Uh, the second tier is just scrolling through the internet yesterday. I saw so... You know how the world is going crazy about the now that Travis Kelsey is dating a white woman as a white man. He used to date a black girl and people were pissed off that like he left this black girl for Taylor Swift. Well, he didn't. They'd been broken up for a while anyway, but the Internet's just pissed off about it. I saw yesterday that his ex-girlfriend is in Las Vegas right now just hanging out with Jackson Mahomes. So the simple the simple answer to this is how do you beat the Chiefs? Jackson Mahomes bangs Travis Kelsey's ex. Travis Kelsey throws a punch at Patrick. Then Brittany goes after T. Swift, and the Wallace, Walrus is just in the middle of all of this. They fucking implode themselves. The NFL can't even save it because you can only make pass interferences so blatant. That's how the 49ers <laughs> went, in, in all seriousness. Wow, that is next-level reporting right there. Next-level hey, fucking know? idea. Oh yeah. You know, someday, someday we'll get called up to the big leagues. Right now we're just uh it's not even single A, like Cape Cod League. Oh man. Don't get me started with Cape Cod League. Yeah. Which my opening statement should have been about what we talked about last week. Uh I emailed Oh yeah. Game. God, we are not awake. We needed to talk about that. Yeah. So if you missed last week's episode, we did a deep dive into the dumpster fire that is uh, the enhanced games. And then afterwards, there was about two seconds where we were like, we're not going to publish this episode because, and now take it we away. We might get somebody on. So um, I got to go back to my trash real quick and find it. Um, so I reached out to the enhanced games, right? And I'm going to read you what my email was word for word, because I think it's very important to note here to media at enhancedgames.org. Hello, would love to have a member of your team appear on our, our podcast next week. It's called Floral Foolishness dot 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 sports. Said member would need to wear a Hawaiian shirt. Hawaiian print suit is fine too. We discuss everything in the world of sports and believe the enhanced games are a perfect example of the future of sports. Please let me know best availability. Response I get from Thomas Dolan. Jeremy, thanks for Hi, reaching Tim. out. Tom. Hey, Kim. Jeremy, thanks for reaching out. Could you please let me know how many subscribers slash followers you have? Whilst the president of the Enhanced Games would be delighted to join your podcast, his time is at present constrained. 
So we're prioritizing interviews with the broadcast or with the broadest reach. Thomas. I have a lot of issues with this. First off, nobody from public schools ever used the word whilst. Whilst is not a public school word. So Thomas, your fucking trust fund can go fuck itself. Secondly, how many subscribers followers do we have? Should it matter? How many fucking people <laughs> even know who you are? Nobody even fucking knows who you are or what your events are at that at this point. You should take any fucking interview requests you can get. Mm-hmm. Third off, his time's fucking constrained. Really, his time's fucking constrained. He got famous fucking representing Hulk Hogan in a fucking law case. Hulk Hogan's been retired for 20 years. The fuck's he done since then? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It takes, I would assume, five seconds to put a needle in your ass and shoot steroids in yourself. You have 30 seconds to come on our podcast. Thomas, you can fucking do it yourself. I'm telling you right now. We've gone a different route. I'm not going to challenge you to a fight. Thomas, if you don't come on next week's show... You're just a bad person. I don't care for you much. And and what about the time frame? I mean, you mentioned time, that there was something oh, yeah. else that involved time that kind of urinated. This is very important off. as well. If you look on their website, it says uh, they'll get back to you within 30 minutes. I reached out February 4th at 6.21 p.m. I got a response February 5th at 10.06 a.m. Not if you're, 30 minutes. Yeah, if you're really bad at math, um, they failed miserably. Yeah, if you're really bad at math, that's a different day. <laughs> that's a yeah. different day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well over 12 hours later, which, again, it's a lot more minutes than 30. So basically, Thomas, you know, we would have held last week's episode if you just hadn't been a terrible trust fund baby. But here we are. You know, I hope your fraternity fucking approves of what you do. I don't think they even know. <laughs> Whilst we continuously make fun of you, that's gonna be <laughs> oh, got him. So, yeah, that shows too time constrained to make jokes like that. Oh, that's true. That That's true. So, whilst we are running out of time, and I'm gonna try and use that word as much as I can, uh, we're gonna move on from a topic of, um, well, obviously, disappointment, Super Bowl, and disappointment in the enhanced games, which we all should be disappointed in as a society. Uh, but we move to uh, the topic of fab disappointment, not specifically regarding the show, but the constant disaster that is but more specifically to the world of soccer, where Chinese officials have canceled a uh, friendly match between Argentina and uh, the Ivory Coast or Cote d'Ivoire, as well as Nigeria because of an injury to his royal goatness, Messi. Lionel. I added that part in there, but it's true. So this comes off the heels of an inner Miami uh, friendly scrimmage in Hong Kong in which Messi uh, did not appear due to a reported injury, and he then would sub in in the second half in their subsequent friendly in Tokyo. Uh, so the topic is, is it good or bad for the growth of the game globally that n- I'm not even going to limit it to soccer because you can make this argument for Michael Absolutely. basketball. You make it for I plan just- on talking about all this. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so is it bad that a particular sport hinges on the activity of one player solely? Start us off, buddy. You got this one. I can do that. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And when you look across soccer itself, um, 
sure you have Holland at um, uh, Manchester City who could come up and be, I think, a lot more uh, promoted by not only the EPL but FIFA itself. He's a great player. You, you know, there's some who think he could have won um, FIFA's Player of the Year last year, and had Messi not uh, ended up taking his team to the final, winning it. Overrated. One golden boot, you can't play soccer, and it takes two. Everybody knows that. (laughs) See, more people bad at math. I mean, god damn it, it's not hard. Saying whilst we get off topic, go ahead. (laughs) No, 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 no. But I, you know, this has been kind of the way since uh, Michael Jordan really globalized basketball. I mean, if you look, yeah, sure, you had uh magic and larry bird but really the most lasting thing that we can think about today in 2024 is the um what was that show uh showtime um the rise of the lakers franchise as being like their kind of swan song Mm -hmm. it's like okay if you need that whereas if you say michael jordan people immediately know so i think it's tried and true here in that we do kind of hinge entire leagues off of one player individually um i would say the nfl did something very similar um especially with uh the peyton and tom brady rivalry there you know playing off of each other but arguably i i would say that it was tom brady for the longest time in the nfl too that Mm -hmm. and that the nfl was hinging its cart to right so michael jordan tom brady i mean golf is still doing it with tiger woods and that dude yep. has had more surgeries and more fucked up Porsches than anybody. I heard right? that he just played his first tournament of the year this weekend at the uh, Waste Management one, which is supposed to be the greatest tournament golf as a fan. I've never been, and I don't care for golf, but supposedly it's just like one giant frat party in the middle of Arizona, and it sounds fucking amazing. If you're going to go to any golfing event ever, go to the Waste Management Open. Yeah, so go to the Masters. Um, <laughs> that's just me, though. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot more steeped in racism, but it's uh, it's very fun there now. And wow, they're not as wow. racist. What? Whilst we talk about this topic, you're clearly just inhibiting Nardo Wick from living his best life. You're the problem. Yeah, I guess I am. I I bet you wouldn't hug Nardo Wick if you saw him on the street right now. <laughs> It would be very fucking weird. I'm not just gonna go hug randos on the street. Like if I oh, I'm to... sorry. That, I'm sorry that the weirdness is keeping you from fucking saving this kid's life. You know, he's uh, clearly <laughs> fiscally irresponsible, and maybe a hug could change that. Just one person telling him that they care about him, think he's valued. Maybe that would make the difference. Okay, so are you suggesting that rap is hitching its wagon to Nardo Whip right now, or whatever his name is? I'm suggesting that maybe they should. <laughs> i don't even think he's a very good rapper but while we're on the topic why not god don't make me have to pull up more rap lyrics i will read them in the monotone of voice as possible who wants smoke you won't (laughs) you won't you won't give him that smoke you don't want smoke you will not want to you will not want to So, yeah, um, you know, similar to Nardo Wick and uh, Michael Drew. Where the fuck was I going with this? Okay, so, yeah, the other sports now that are kind of hinging their wagon to one athlete, um, you can look at baseball and Shohei Otani. Um, and then Absolutely. 
uh, yeah, before that, you could argue Mike Trout. And they ended up being on the same team and losing all the time because they're like, what's a pitcher? And well, I'd be interested that. to see. I'd be interested to see too, to that point about Shohei, because he's kind of an anomaly. Do ticket sales spike when he pitches on the road versus when he just hits? Because I feel like in theory, if you're gonna go see Shohei and there's a three-game series and he's pitching one of those games, I think you could charge more money and probably sell more tickets when he's pitching than when he's just hitting. I don't know if there's a study out there on that, but arguably I feel like that would probably bring in more revenue. Well, and we won't be able to see that for a while because he's been shut down from pitching for at least this season because of injuries and such. But um, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, there's also the, this little bit that has been studied that um, any sport that has more points or more goals, it leads to more attendance and greater that's fan why, satisfaction. That's why hockey changed the rules. 10 years ago because they didn't want two one games they wanted five four shootouts yep and that's why the hockey pads got a lot less on on goalies and such that's why we need to get rid of offsides in soccer because then you can have six five games it'll be fucking awesome at least it's the mls because nobody gives a shit about the mls anyway let's just start it there as a pilot program and go from there <laughs> yeah or i watched yeah. i went to one charlotte fc game last year three goals got wiped out by offsides and i was like this is fucking stupid i hate this sport damn damn well they are mls players too so um and yeah you you have very easily argued that um mls on top of fifa is hitching their wagon to Messi right now but um oh absolutely which they did with uh beckham before that when beckham came played for what two seasons they did the same shit yeah when landon donovan was you know out soccer hoopsing him at every stage of the game but yeah yeah all right, I'm not going to cannibalize the conversation, but uh, who you got? You got the, you think this is a good thing that sport tends to promote only a select few and kind of rinse and repeat with that? Or I don't. I, I think you got to promote the team. And, you know, I, I hate using the NFL as an example, but with the Chiefs, and again, I've never thought Mahomes was everything he's cracked up to be, but the Chiefs don't just promote Mahomes. They also promote Kelsey. When Tyreek Hill was there, they promoted Tyreek Hill. You know, like they they do a good job of promoting more than just one guy when it comes to most of these teams. And and even to some extent, I'd argue with Brady, I, I fully agree with you. He was the poster boy of the NFL for a while. But even with that, like you still knew the guys around him. You still knew Gronk. You still knew Wes Welker when Wes Welker was there. A lot of people knew Julian Edelman when Edelman was there. Like, I think there was still a level of, yeah, like you go to see Brady, but there's still enough other guys around that get the attention that like, I don't know, like people who are Chiefs fans, I would argue, would probably go see Miami play now if they're in town because, well, yeah, they're good, but because Tyreek Hill's back. You know what I mean? Like Tyreek Hill's that big of a name in the league now. But no, I, do I think it's good to promote just one player? No, I think it's stupid. And, and I think you see that to some extent, and I think the NBA is a perfect example, you see it a lot with load management, right? And the NBA right now, it's, it's a big hot topic right now of how do we how do we counter load management? You know, if Charlotte is fucking terrible at basketball right now, if LeBron's coming to town, how do we make it so LeBron doesn't choose just not to play against Charlotte because they're going to win by 50? And, you know, I, I don't think there's that's a separate topic altogether. All I'll say is like, no, I don't think it's good to just promote one player. And especially in a sport like soccer, where, I mean, in theory, his team, Argentina should win by a lot. 
right? In theory, if uh, Inter Miami's playing Hong Kong United, they should win by six goals. So a lot of goals should be scored. But, you know, I think in a sport like soccer, especially, it's just something where one player should never be the focal point. Yeah, you're going to score a lot of goals. What about the seven guys who had to make a play to get you set up to be one on one of the goalie? Um, and I think it also, you know, if we're talking about it just from a pure perspective of, does it help or hurt the growth of the game? I think it hurts the growth of the game when, oh, I'm super excited to go see Messi play. I spent six, $700 on a ticket, and now he's not there. Why would I ever go to another soccer game again then? That's a horrible experience, you know? Which right um, after that Messi transfer happened, uh, we had tickets to um, the New England Revolution hosting Inter-Miami. <laughs> and it was like right when it happened, right? Yeah. And the amount of people that were there, like, is Messi going to be here? There were people outside of Gillette just yelling out, uh, yeah, Messi's not here yet, dumbasses. The transfer window isn't open. You know. Well, this, the same thing happened here, dude, in Charlotte. Like, one of their, I think their second to last game of the year was at Charlotte FC. Messi doesn't play on turf, one, which were a turf field. And two, he was injured anyway. People were paying five, six, seven hundred dollars a seat in the shitty sections in the five hundred. So Charlotte FC fills out the lower bowl. They never sell tickets to the upper bowl. For Messi coming to town three months out, they were selling tickets in the upper bowl for five hundred dollars. Messi didn't fucking play. He Jesus. got here. He was injured and it was a turf field. He wasn't gonna risk an injury on a turf field. So now people spent seven hundred dollars to go not see Messi play. So again, to the point of that, like. Does one player being like hitching your wagon to him? No, it fucking hurts the league. Cause I spent $700 to sit in the nosebleeds to see Messi play and he can't play. I'm never going to an MLS game ever again. You know, and I think you're right about like the leagues always find one guy. Um, professional lacrosse is now owned by a dude who used to play, who's an absolute fucking tool. If you ever get bored and drunk, watch fate of the sport on ESPN where it's a documentary by Paul Rabel produced by Paul Rabel, where Paul Rabel talks about how Paul Rabel saved lacrosse. Um, <laughs> He's, it's real humble. <laughs> it's it's laughable on top of that. Like, when the first five minutes, he's, like, old and injured and, like, getting, like, he's playing in Long Island at this point, getting, like, shots on, like, his knee or his leg, and he's like, uh, you know, it's just so painful every game, but I don't do it for me. I do it for everyone else. I need to be out there. I'm like, all right, bro. Jesus. Sure. You, you need to afford your $300 haircuts, but sure, Paul. Um, But no, like, I just, I think we've gotten to a point now. And like, I'm using that as an example of like, for the longest time, he wanted the game of lacrosse to fucking make him the poster boy. And I think the stomach said he was for a long time. He was arguably the best player in the world. But I don't think anybody ever came to, I don't think anybody was ever like, oh, Paul Rabel's coming to town. I got to go see lacrosse today, but I'd never watch lacrosse otherwise. Like with sports like that, like soccer, like the non mainstream sports, you can't hit your wagon to one player and make that be how you build your brand. You got to find fan entertainment, fan engagement. We've talked a lot about, you know, the Vec family, Mike and Bill Vec. We've talked about the Savannah Bananas. Like if you're going to be a non major revenue producing sport, soccer tennis lacrosse softball volleyball quidditch um you gotta find a way outside of just one player because if i don't watch this sport anyway i don't give a shit about your one player you got to find a way to build fan engagement and get people in the doors outside of just saying hey messi's pretty good at the the kicky hoops and you should go watch him kick the soccer hoop ball <laughs> the kicky hoops i love it 
I love that you brought up Quidditch just so I could finally bust out this J. Jonah Jameson reference of <laughs> get my photos of Victor Crumb. You know, there you go. So. <laughs> Been waiting on that for five weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, had it in the back of my head and finally it had its spot. It could come out. Yeah. But, but it's kind of funny too. Like with some of the sports that you mentioned, I think we're referring to them as being minor sports in the United States because soccer is yeah, the, the biggest sport in the world. No, a hundred percent. But yeah, just speaking specifically about America, because this is in America yeah. and we're American. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I mean, but I mean, at the same time, you could argue the same thing. If you send American football, they did NFL Europe, right? If you send American <laughs> football over to Europe, it failed because you can't just say, Oh, this Kurt Warner guy might be kind of good someday. So maybe you should go watch him play. No. They did nothing from a fan engagement perspective. Why, if you're in fucking Berlin, Germany, do you want to go see Berlin football play? You've never seen the sport before. You don't give a shit. Yeah, even though those games overseas now are drawing people, but they're using kind of the same tactic tactics they used with NFL Europe of, hey, come and see these like American blokes and guess how much they ate to get this big. But I'd argue that it's different now because of social media. But, well, yeah throwaway answer there but go ahead and explain it no it is and i mean i don't need to get into detail about it but just you know nfl europe the first time was what 99 2000 and i just think the idea of promoting nfl europe then versus now like it's hard when you don't have social media and you don't really have i mean the internet existed but nobody was like oh i gotta go check my facebook to see what's going on in berlin today you know, I just think it's really hard from a more um, Stone Age level marketing perspective to say, hey, come watch these fat Americans eat and then go hit each other than it is now to just put it on social media and like blow it up with fucking fancy letters and TikTok stuff. And I don't know, influencers dancing around. Hey, you know who cared about NFL Europe in 1999 and 2000 on the Internet? You know who cared? Thomas Tom, Dolan. Tom from MySpace. Uh, Tom cares. Is that the same guy? Is that where he got his start? <laughs> I, I have no idea. Uh, but but Tom cares. We know Tom from MySpace's last name. He may have rebranded himself as Thomas. I'm just throwing that out there. Tom might have been enhanced. Let me uh, let me consult the Oracle. I'll be back. I feel like we're going to get an email first thing tomorrow because you know Thomas Gold. Dolan is a guy that has a Google alerts on himself that anytime his name comes up, he gets it right away. Uh, no, so it's uh, Tom Anderson. All right. Well, that's not even close. Yeah. Well, wait, he found it in 2003. So, damn, I guess it must have missed NFL Europe. Wait. Uh, NFL Europe. You think, you think there's a reason they both failed? They hadn't hitched their wagons to each other. Yeah. That's true. No, wait. I mean, yeah, there was. Yeah, they, they had some crossover time. You know, NFL Europe found in 1991. Last champions uh, for all of you nerds who don't know this is the Hamburg Sea Devils. Um, so now I want a Hamburg sandwich. Anyways, uh, formerly the World League of American Football in 1991, the World League 1992, comma 1995, 1997, and then NFL Europe League from 1998 to 2005. So Tom was a big fan. Tom was Tom a, a big huge fan. fan. Hell yeah. You want a fun fact here? You want a fun fact of the day about uh, international football here? Always. You know, you know the only CFL Grey Cup winner in the history of the league to not be from Canada? <clears throat> no. I don't know. Baltimore Stallions, baby. Baltimore, Ooh. Maryland. Let's fucking go. 
Yeah, bust out the natty bows. Let's go. Uh, bows and gray cups. That's what Baltimore does. <laughs> and builds museums for Babe Ruth. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> All day. All and probably day. plays Nardo, probably plays Nardo Wick on repeat whilst eating crab kicks. <laughs> what uh what does Nardo Wick have on uh, his crab cakes as like <laughs> condiments. I, the people want to know. Um, probably remoulade, but he probably calls it like remoulade, remoulade, remoulade. Okay, so now it's time for uh, that fun part who, of the show where I read. Who wants smoke with me? I'm trying to fuck uh, inward lungs up. They be like Nardo. Put them damn guns up. Fuck that, say, big brother, bring them guns out. When it's smoke, we get to spinning while the sun out. Oh, that one rhymes. I ain't never lacking. I pump gas with my gun out, scream out, what's happening? Then get to busting till it run out. Run All out. these inwards hiding. I'm like, where they at? I ain't no fun out. 7.62 seconds. They big as hell. Knock an inward lung out. And then he counts to 11. Wait, no. He counts to <laughs> he counts to 14, but it gets confusing because he goes 9, 10, 11. We ain't going to say that number. We don't fuck with Jake's. I'm going to kill 14 inwards if 13 bitch inwards play. So uh, we got some backwards counting going on there. Oh, yeah. That's a public school. That's the common core math right there. So see if if some rich fucking daddy warbucks had just sponsored him to go to a private school in Jacksonville, Florida, instead of fucking I don't know Jacksonville Technical Elementary School, then maybe he would have used proper grammar there and learned the English language. Oh God, I, I was gonna just read some lyrics from um, "Excuse My French" and another Nardo oh, Wick banger. Um, please do. <laughs> oh my God, I just I, I just saw the line that I'm gonna get to, and it, God, it's gonna be great. So, um, going through screeches, screech, screeches, 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 screech, screech, peach. You're so cool. No, it's a different one. It's a, it's a remix. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Brand new chain, that bitch blanging. Brand new chop, <laughs> that bitch swanging. She say, Nardo. Oh, again. Uh, yeah. She say, Nardo, why you leaving? Because I just released my semen. <laughs> what? <laughs> holy shit <laughs> you just yeah that that's gonna be a recurring thing on this show from now on that, it's just white dudes just reading me <laughs> that just broke me i don't have words <laughs> yep the nardo wick uh, uh bill shakespeare words of wisdom for the week uh, We've got the Giuseppe Stromboli redo of the week. Is this just the Nardo Wick fucking <laughs> po- the Nardo Wick poetry of the week? Just <laughs> some <laughs> Nardo Wick poetry slam. <laughs> Welcome to this week's Nardo Wick poetry slam. <laughs> uh, sponsored unofficially sponsored by Valvoline. Uh, Valvoline, um, don't drink this shit. <laughs> There you go. Valvoline, if you're leaving because you released your semen, Valvoline will get you there faster. 
<laughs> Avoid engine gunkin buildup with Valvoline fuels. <laughs> Is that our new Shark Tank idea? Valvoline, but just for like the male ejectile system? Keep it lubricated? <laughs> Copywriting that. Don't fucking steal it, listeners. <sighs> yeah, we're, we're going to call it a Nardo oil, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Nardo oil. <laughs> Nardo. <laughs> How do we burn this off? Oh, you gotta light the Nardo wick. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm... Yankee can't Yankee Candle, I think, is actually getting ready to release a line of Nardo wicks. <laughs> oh god damn. Yeah, and they're gonna be rated NC17, I guess. This is called the uh, I Want Smoke by the Nardo Wick Line 2024. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And in a couple years, they'll just be Wick. <laughs> yep. And people are going to be confused. Is it going to be John Wick? Um, I mean, is it going to come with a gun or is it going to be talking about bitches? Well, to be fair, Nardo Wick comes with a gun, too, according to his lyrics. Yeah. Diamond teeth, my teeth freezing. Diamond tooth, <laughs> my tooth froze. Poetry, poetry at its finest, folks. Uh, Some would just... argue he's the voice of a generation. <laughs> we, we went from insulting this guy to calling him a voice of a generation. I love it. Oh, what a great, what a great time. Uh, but with that, it's finally time for the Giuseppe Stromboli Redo of the Week. Uh, this week's unofficial sponsor is not uh, Valve, excuse me, Valvoline um, um, Gunk Degunker or whatever we went with, but it's actually unofficially sponsored by the uh, Florida Tourism Board this week. Uh, but before we get going, what's this week's voice? I think in honor of the Super Bowl, you got to go with Patrick Mahomes, who sounds like Kermit the Frog here. Oh boy. I have a wife named Brittany who the world hates. Oh gosh. Kermit the Frog. Mm. Patrick Mahomes. Pat oh oh god. Patrick. Okay, something like this. Is that is that work? Is that gonna okay? So in honor of the famous remake, popular series of books out of the UK, we honor the poop plan. Bang noodle wheeling absolutely from New Jersey Wizard without Giuseppe Stromboli right there the week. Uh, unofficially sponsored by the Florida Tourism Bureau. Now, this one I, I do have to change my voice for. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, won all of the swamp ass with none of the Utes. Come to Penn, I mean, Florida State. That was gorgeous. However, we instead this week went into America's mistake. You might know it as West Virginia. Oh, where, yeah. where a woman is guilty of absolute stupidity, which is kind of stupid in itself. April Lynn Lavender. Oh, God. We have the three names. And you know it's like April, April Lynn. April Lynn Lavender. Hey, y'all. I'm April Lynn Lavender. Oh, God. Of Oak Hill, West Virginia, was out on the town doing hood rat things like my brother does with her 22 year old friend, Christy Weiss. 
Sadhood Red Things, Criminal Joyriding. Now it's kind of like Joker-ish, I guess. Which is yeah, apparently no, it's real like, crap. It's like Patrick Mahomes like figured out what alcohol was and just like <laughs> decided that like, I don't know, fucking TPing a house was a crime, and this is like Dark Mahomes. Oh, Dark Mahomes! It's like Dark Cousins, but like even stupider. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Mahomes is like, yeah, I'm gonna let my children stay up until eight thirty. Ha ha. I'm gonna let my my children put up posters of my wife's swimsuit edition. Now that's Dark Mahomes. You want your children to grow up to be fucking serial killers? No. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, you never know. You never know. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. That's up to them. So upon hey, com- you, you know my thoughts on that. You know my thoughts on exactly what you just said. Hmm. I'm a brick, baby boy. Concrete, <laughs> little inward. Yeah, I rap on all that shit. I'm still a street, little inward. Gra 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 gra. Got more shots than a gym. You want a beef, little inward? I'm who all those hoes like. They want to be me, inward. Hall up, hall up, H O L, hall up. Diamonds looked just like the static on the TV. Inward, we ain't cuffing hoes. I play her like a CD. Inward, that doesn't even really rhyme. Uh, shot his ass, then he screamed, "Oh, ooh, we!" Inward. So that's how I feel about that. <laughs> Unofficially sponsored by Valvoline. Valvoline. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, they don't want to be a part of that <laughs> whatsoever. So, upon complaints of the offensive joyriding, going back to this West Virginia world, uh, local police showed up uh, to the house. Um, if these two ladies, uh, which had a very unique handwritten sign on the door that read, uh, quote, I'll go back to Patrick Mom's voice for this because I think it'll be funnier. Um, Due to snitches, everyone entering my home is subject to being searched. All cell phones and drinks will be left outside. If you <laughs> are not a snitch, it won't offend you if I search you. Yeah, that, that, that voice worked there. So according to local law enforcement... <laughs> um, I so this is what April and Lavender sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like we're there. Uh, this bright pink sign <laughs> uh, gave them a probable cause because this sign showed that, quote, drugs were most likely being sold from this residence. <laughs> um, and shocker, they were. Um, copious yeah. amounts of heroin and meth were discovered. Um, all right. So, Jay, you, you are uh, Miss... Uh, Hold on, wait, it's a three thing. Uh, you, you're April Lynn Lavender. You're April Lynn Lavender. April Lynn. April Lynn. And you have um, a great operation going and don't need these pesky cops meddling in your business. How do you distract them from your operation and keep the meth rolling? Well, you know, West Virginia is obviously America's sweetheart as far as states go. Um, but West Virginia is also very rural. So what I do is I have my meth house or in this case, meth slash heroin house. And I'm like, man, I really want to sell, but I don't want to get caught. Um, 
the cops in West Virginia probably don't get a lot of calls. So they probably just wait on the one that they do get, you know, and they're like, Oh, I got to go to this. So what do I do? Um, every time I'm ready to meth and sell it, I call in a Bigfoot sighting somewhere in the Hills of West Virginia. I'm like, man, uh, I get on there and I'm like, Hey, um, this, this, this isn't April land. This is, um, this is, uh, this is Bubba. And uh, as Bubba, I'm, I'm walking around to my, my not moonshine distilling spot in the woods. It's definitely, there's no moonshine in the woods. Don't go out there. There's no, <laughs> it's not there. You don't need to come find it. Um, and I saw this, this big hairy thing that kind of looked like my cousin lover, um, uh, Joseph, but it wasn't Joseph because Joseph, you know, he, he wears pants and this thing wasn't wearing no pants and well, unless I'm around, but that's okay. Cause you know, me and Joseph, it's, it's consensual. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not April in, but that's okay. You go out there, you find this big, this, this big Joseph looking thing that don't wear no pants. And then you, you call me back. You tell me you're coming back from the woods because I need to know. So I can go back into the woods and they're like, man, well, it makes a lot of sense. We can't leave the woods until we find this thing. And then the cops are pretty much just in the, either in the woods forever, or if they find Bigfoot slash Joseph, they have to call you because you asked. And it's West Virginia, so they're very polite. So you'll know they're coming back, and you can hide your meth in your pink sign. Extraction raid, you know, in a in a twist, um, Bigfoot's name is actually Joseph. You watch. <laughs> Joseph Foot is actually his name, yeah. Um <laughs> Joe in Footy? a twist, you know, in a twist, you know, Bigfoot actually is quoted as saying, dead man, he a dead man for what he said. Man, he seen me. I ain't seen him. He turned to the gingerbread man. Run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. <laughs> uh, you know what else um, uh, Joe That's... Foots is uh, quoted as saying? Um, I'm a hot boy. I'm a hot boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to throw out that mine is from the song uh, "Da Da Da Da." Oh, oh, I'm going off of the song "A uh, Hot Boy." <laughs> this is Love not. It. This Love is it. not going away anytime soon. Okay. Nope. <laughs> okay, so you got the distraction. Thomas Dolan. If you want to come on and challenge me to a rap battle, I accept, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, we're just gonna be reading off of Nardo Wig lyrics all time. Yeah. I don't have a trust fund. I can do it better. I'm more street than you. Let's fucking go, Thomas. Come on, Tim. Come on, Tim. You can wear your fucking Hawaiian print suit. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you normally have two for, for these. Do you have another one for April Lynn Lavender's uh, um, house of meth? You want to give one? I can come up with one in the meantime. All right, cool, cool, cool. So I really like the distraction raid, um, but I think this is a real simple thing that we have to do. Just take down the sign. Like, seriously, take down the fucking sign and actually just check them outside. Like Haven't we always said just saying, just simply saying don't do it is an automatic loss? Well, well, no, there is something that you do here. You literally take down the sign. That's all you no, have to arguably, do. Arguably, what you're doing is not doing something because you never put the sign up in this scenario. But, well, no, I didn't. April Lynn did while she was <laughs> hanging out with Joseph Foot. I don't know. Yeah, but you're April Lynn in this scenario. So, yeah. So I would just, honestly, I would take down the sign. Um, but, okay, if that's not going to count, then um, the next logical thing is to just uh, have a mobile le- meth lab. So there you go. Move it to a, a fucking trailer, man. 
It does make sense. Yeah, fucking Breaking Bad that shit. Fucking Breaking Bad that shit. And while you're doing that, All you're right. just going to be out here like, I'm a hot boy, but I got a lot of cold bitches. <laughs> well, it's funny because that actually brings me into my second. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, you lived in Alabama for a while. You and I went and toured Muscle Shoals. And Muscle Shoals is just this little shack hole-in-the-wall recording studio, right? And, like, mm-hmm. you drove by it and you'd be like, man, it looks like a meth house. But people just, like, record music there, I guess. Mm-hmm. So what you do is you make this legitimate recording studio. You get superstar artists such as Ice Spice, Nardo Wick. Ooh. Uh, g herbo uh you get sleepy hallow you get these guys and when they come in it's double-edged sword because a you actually are a recording studio they're just spitting their hot fire beats there but also who's going to do methamphetamine and heroin probably nardo wick ice spike g herbo and sleepy hollow so you actually have a built-in client base you don't even have to leave now this is true. I mean, it's so true that, baby, I could pop out right now, pull my big one on these hoes, parentheses, damn. That's how you spin. <laughs> okay, and with that, week five is in the books of floral foolishness. Sports. Where it's always island time. We thank you for joining and hope you had as much fun as we did. As always, I'm Mark Siegel, joined by the Dragon Wrangler, Jeremy Phelps. And you stay tropical, West Memphis. 